The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com What's going on, everybody? Hope you are having a good week so far. Podcast time. Connor Larkham, uh, Sean Finnegan. Two boys, also known as LF System. Uh, they have been in the game for a while individually and then started LF System 2019. Uh, and they've recently just had a number one record in the UK, which is pretty fucking amazing. Afraid to feel doing its thing. Um, so I thought I'd get them on the podcast and start having a conversation. I'd never met them before. So it was a good introduction. Um, without further ado, LF System. Connor, Sean. AKA LF System, what's cooking, lads? How's it going, mate? How's it going? Yeah, wicked. Life is life is good right now. Whereabouts are you? We're in Paris. Um, we've only just landed about an hour ago. So, hi. Thanks for coming on. Had a yeah. I've got dropped the bags in and nipped away and got some French white wine. Yeah, on the wine already. On the wine already. Typical Scottish. Fucking can't take you away from the alcohol. <laughs> Whereabouts are you guys from? Uh, it's a place called West Lothian in mm-hmm. Scotland, so it's almost like in between Edinburgh and Glasgow. Yeah, um, mm. uh, it's not it's not very well known, but middle uh, of nowhere, a little bit. Uh, uh, a, little a, bit. Wee t- a lot of a lot of green grass. Yeah. And... Did you grow up together? Uh, no, we never actually. Never from my from some county, but it's we're about twenty five minutes away from actual say the different towns, but it's just yeah. the same county. So, uh, so but I uh, we didn't meet each until uh, probably early teenagers, and then. Mm. Didn't actually proper speak until uh, I don't know, 18 or something, probably. Mm. Aye, 18, Aye. 17. We're now 26, so still a few years, but it's... still young, though, boys. Still got time. <laughs> still got time. Um, <laughs> obviously, thanks for coming on. It's really good to to meet guys. I've not met you in person yet. I'm sure we will eventually at some point. Um, you've had a crazy couple of years. Um, I. I want to talk that we've got a lot we've got a lot to talk about um but i also like i kind of want people to i want to get to know who you are and i want other people to kind of get to know who you are as well because i think you're not new on the scene but like you've had a record blow the fuck up um (laughs) and to what it's very interesting when people have a hit record because you by having a hit record you're introduced to a lot more people right and then a lot of people don't realize the hard work behind the scenes that's gone into getting to where you're at as in your career. And a lot of people will say they've blown up overnight and no, and they were nobodies beforehand. But like everyone's got history, everyone's got 
a story behind and and the process of of becoming who you are today and who you will be in for however long the project goes for or whatever you guys decide to do in your lives um but i kind of want to go i want to go back to the beginning a little bit and i want to i also want to kind of show that it's actually possible for anyone to kind of get to the situation where you're in if you know what i mean um i think it's so easy to as a newcomer to the scene in music whether it's dance music electronic whether it's bands or whatever it's very easy to look up at everybody around you and be like i'm never going to get there um so i think if we can go back from like day one of how lf system started and then we can roll from there well LF System didn't start till 2019, but we had like um, solo endeavors before that. Before mm-hmm. that, so we were. Um, I think, I think I started when I was about 13. I think I was got a copy of FL Studio. I was like, what I was like, because I got into producing first. Yeah, he was a sort of secondary thing. Um, but I started when I was about 13 and just messing about for like years, not really knowing what was going on. Yeah, and. You you were you were a bit later there. Uh, I, was, I was a few years later, and I was done. I went in the the typical way. I went DJing first, and then yeah, production wise, and then I remember um, years ago when I like I knew who Sean was and I knew he was doing music, and uh, I'd be on his SoundCloud, and he used to do like mad like EDM like mashups and stuff like that, right? And I was like, they were minted. I was like, how does he didn't know how to do that? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so that was that was beforehand, and um, we met each other through. Our manager, um, who put on like a DJ collective night, oh, and we cool. used to play like we used to play like in a club for like twenty minutes each, to like um, that. that was that was just us like learning and uh, uh, eventually this this big group of ten people got whittled down and whittled down. People were like, ah, it's twenty minutes isn't enough, and people losing interest and stuff like that. And it turned out to just be like four of us, but we were, we were playing back to back a lot. Mm. I'll be from the same area, yeah, and it's like and. Uh, so that's that's where it kind of all started. It was like before the system, but we always sort of played with each other. And we used to send music to each other and be like, "You want to finish that, mm. and you finish my one or whatever." And then that's eventually we were like, "Why don't we just do it together?" Because mm. we're already sort of doing it together. It makes and sense, it, doesn't it? Right? I guess when it's like that, when it comes naturally. Yeah, and there's like let's let's actually put a name on it rather than being like separate things. I remember yeah. I, when we were doing solo and stuff like that. Like I mean, they used to. I was begging my dad. I was on holiday, and I was like, "Nah, you need to get me. A, you need to get me some decks. You need to get some decks." <laughs> and I got uh, man. By the end of the holiday, I managed to uh, wind them down and get me. Do you mind the new Mark Mix Track Pros? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Purple, grey looking thing. Yeah. And then I had a wee rubbish laptop, and I was just away doing that. Before that, I was like virtual DJ or something on my phone. We've been we did it for years, yeah. aye. Did it for years and it wasn't but L system wasn't really formed until about three years ago. Did you have yeah. any success as beforehand as like solo or anything like that? Or or did you do anything beforehand that kind of was but, like I was too scared to put music up yeah. like, start anyway. I was just it wasn't until actually uh, we became like L system and Sean started actual or maybe just before that I'd start sending them stuff because I was doing I did some solo stuff but I started sending them him and he's like, ah, these are really good, just put them up. Don't yeah, be scared, yeah. just put them up. And put it on SoundCloud and that. But I was always scared to do, like, right. put them up. And, and it took a while for me to actually get the confidence to do it. Yeah, it's, it's a process, right, isn't it, of, like, having confidence in your music. And then there's also that process where you have that confidence in your music, music but it's still shit. 
and, and, and like no. your, your mates are... with <laughs> I didn't want to say but like yeah uh, <laughs> but I think like yeah there's that there's that part in your when you're like start writing music and you think you've made a banger and then all your mates are telling you that it's an absolute banger and then you go back and listen to it like a few years no. later and you're like what the fuck was I thinking <laughs> That's I don't know who's part of No, I'm buzzing about it or happy about it. And they're like, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's unreal. I know. I never used to, I never put anything anywhere for like years when I first started. And then I think I made like one tune and I started saying it to like all these YouTube channels yeah. and all that. And like, See, looking back, I was like, I cannot believe I sent some of that stuff out. Like, someone's going to, uh, someone's going to pull that out of the like, of the darkness one day and you're going to be cringing. Like, I don't know if I, I was going through your singles earlier. Um, and you still like not released loads amounts of music as LF system, which is fucking amazing. Um, but I've released some God awful records over the years that I just like wish I did not record release. At all. <laughs> like, and then somebody tags you in a record in, in it on like Instagram and you're like, why are you, listen- why are you listening it- to that shit? I know. I think it's funny because there's probably somebody out there that loves it. And it's like, and it's part of your like, it's part of your growth and all that. So although you might want to like shy away from it, it's one of the things where it's like, well, you might not have actually got to the point you have, you know, put out that record or you, people, and somebody does enjoy it. And you, totally. you enjoyed it at the time. You enjoyed it at the time. So you must have like, what? Uh, so it's, uh, it's a funny one. Yeah, totally. I, I, I don't disagree with that. I still wish I could take a lot of it down. (laughs) (laughs) All that speech, but still wish I could do it. Have you guys, have you guys had any of that for you? Like now in the, like the, the three years that you've been going where you're like, I wish I didn't release that one. Or are you like straight up happy with everything? Well, not that I don't release it, but like what we were saying, uh, there's stuff they were like, oh, we wish I'd done that a bit better. Aye. I think you listen back and be like, like, that could be better. Or like, yeah. Aye. But, but, We've not released a whole lot. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, but like that's that's another thing. We, we find that like we're still learning like a lot yeah. all the time. So, like even like a, a record you made two weeks ago, you're like, why did I make that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's interesting. Funny. It's it's interesting how it's interesting how your guys' career has kind of done that. But I, what do you think that's? Do why why do you think that's happened? Like, because three years to go from where from three years to that to to where you're at now which you're like pretty fucking in demand everybody wants a piece of you which is an amazing must be an amazing feeling um and also releasing really strong records you're not releasing shit if you know what i mean it's not like it doesn't feel like you're release you're going into the studio and trying to write a number one record you're Mm. it feels like and please correct me if i'm wrong but it feels like you're just going in to write records that feel great it's just uh, it's just uh, I've always been having mistakes to be honest. Uh, yeah. Just have just been persistent and then and uh, make sure like just try to make stuff that, that you already like and then having fun. Mm-hmm. And then usually like especially the the people want music campaign and stuff like that. And even afraid to feel it was never there was never any pressure on it. It was just mm-hmm. it's, it's one of the tunes that took about half an hour. You yeah. know what I mean? It just it just came like and it was just like just something to play in a club that's why we were yeah. at a club like what sean had already done we just mm. made it a bit heavier and then put them together and, and then i was just there, there's never been any like uh, pressure pressure of trying to go out there and do something to get to obviously you want to get to this point but it's never it's never been like oh we need to do like this and then that's how it's just been half mistakes and uh, luck 
good luck, I suppose. Luck is the think, key, right? It totally is. I think that's like the way I think we've talked about like moving forward as well, that that attitude like can't really change. Like obviously no. once once you start once people expect more and stuff like that, I think your attitude might want to change to be like we need to produce again, we need to produce a big record again. Mm. But I think the way we do it is that if it happens, it happens, and if we're just going to make records that we like and we enjoy, and we have fun with the studio. So if it does happen, it happens. So I think that's the amazing thing about like the the more of the underground part of the scene, though, right? Is that you can have a really big record, and not every other record you release has to be big because you're not trying to sell tickets to like stadiums mm. and things like that. It's not like we're playing in clubs and festivals, which although like, yes, you want to be headlining, you want to earn more money because you want to sell more tickets. Like the pressure shouldn't be as high or as, as much because we're playing clubs, we're playing club records. Like you're playing techno music. If you for chart music. That's like, mm. isn't that, luckily if the stars are aligned in some reason, the dance music and, and the charts and there is, is mm. booming. Yeah. So I was lucky that, the time that we'd done it that because it was it was never made to be in the chat no. like we never expected it to go in the chat I just wanted to play at the clubs yeah so it's just I so like, we don't have music to do that it's just get underground scenes like we make it to go in the clubs and then and mm. so and like you say that's that's like that's not going to change as well but it's not like all of a sudden we're going to start rating pop tech or that we're still going to try and make like because we've got a lot of stuff that nobody's heard yeah it's completely different mm. than like since and underground and um that'll come out eventually but i like east people in it aye, but um that was that we're never going to keep chasing we're not going to keep chasing like to be to keep making our number one record that if it happens it happens which is exactly what's happened this thing yeah i think it's a really nice like perspective to have on it and to be in a position where you guys are at and not necessarily be putting that pressure on yourselves and not having the external pressure from like labels and, and teams going, you need another number one record. And cause I think that just takes the whole fun out of it. And especially it's so like, realistically, you've, let's be honest, you've had a year of career with, with touring as LF system because of COVID for two years, if you know what I mean. And now it's like, it's happening properly. Um, yeah. If you were to go into a situation where they're like, you have to write more and more records, it must be pretty fuck. It would be, pretty shit to be mm. fair i've got friends that are, that are pretty big in pop and that is literally all they're trying to do just write hit records and i couldn't even imagine the pressure that, that you kind of have to go through to get that it must be a, it must be a, a weird feeling because like you almost must lose the like the life of it of what yeah. to actually do it. it must be like i need to just like manufacture the records rather than enjoy yeah, what i've so it's um aye. but we that's we've been lucky like one of them been really good with us they've been mm. They've said from the start that they just wanted to put out music that yeah. we were, you know what I mean? So, um, and like the next record and stuff like that, nothing's changing. It's all so similar that we... I think they're hoping that it, for it. Uh, well, I think they get us a wee bit more... They, get a, yeah, but they, <laughs> they want number one records at the end of the day. It's Warner. Uh, so, I... But... Uh, uh, there's been no, like, pressure being like, the next one needs to be a number one. Or like, and, like, there's been none of that, so it's... Yeah. Uh, and that hopefully we can we're always going to stick like that we just want to make music so did you guys sign to warner bef like as their left system like pre like were your previous records on warner as well or or how was that that kind of process i was uh the first record was dancing cliche yeah we sang to um that was i think it was summer last year yeah yeah uh, we put out like a people at music thing on soundcloud just mm -hmm. like 17 tracks it was just over across five weeks and uh 
Dancing Cliche was one of the records in it. It was just on SoundCloud. Yeah. Uh, um, Danny Howard was playing it on Radio One and all that. And uh, one of the approached us and said, Do you want to sign, we want to sign this record? Yeah. And um, I so that was the first one we've done. Then I think the field was the second one we've done with them. Mm. And then we've got another one coming out as well. So, uh, a lot, there's a lot of us to do with Danny because what was it nine? No, what was it seven weeks or something? Nine, weeks, played, uh, nine weeks or seven weeks they played in a row, and then um, I did just uh, I think uh, Anton Pills, you know Anton? Uh, Anton uh, yeah, yeah, Anton. He's he A and and he he um, approached us, and that's what that's what we started with that first record there. Eh? That's amazing. I'm writing yeah. the deep end, really. I know, <laughs> but I I think that's the best thing about British British culture, right? And and the how lucky we are to have British radio because in any other country you don't really have that as much or like mm. like just the BBC is just an amazing place mm. to have your music heard and also have, have it supported because it's not a commercial radio station where they have to make money because of the, the music or anything like that or ads. Like they can literally play what they want when they want and, <clears throat> and it's amazing. Um the Friday night shows are, I mean, they've always been good, like Pete Tong and all that for all the years. And obviously, they've got Sarah and Danny and like uh, Jagger's doing it as well. So it's all like. He started playing that music really early as well, which was uh, mental. So that even before the Warner stuff, they were playing, I think, what was the first, first one? Yeah, like, like Annie Matt was playing her tunes and stuff like that. Mm, so so. Uh, like you say, it's like the British video and stuff like that has been. So it's, uh, it's really good because there's no pressure for them. Everybody, everywhere as well, always like. Doesn't matter what, like, when countries underground artists are always trying to get their music on Radio One. Yeah. Mm. It's like, it's that bigger, like, a uh, platform. Mm. It's, it's mad, isn't it? It's mad. Mm. And, like, it's a worldwide, like, I don't really know of any other radio stations that people listen to worldwide. I don't think there is. Whereas, like, everyone around the world listens to the Essential Mix or re listens back to, like, all of the shows, the, the Friday night shows. It's. <laughs> It's definitely a special thing for for dance music culture, which uh, what they can do when they do the Ibiza one as well. It's just like Radio yeah, One Ibiza. Yeah. How many people they attract? Yeah. Did you play Radio One Ibiza this year? Yeah, uh, we never. We were there the same time, but in Ibiza the same time, but we never yeah. actually played it. No. Yeah, it wasn't as big of a thing this year. They they kind of like scaled back a little bit, but usually like the years are like crazy big, and mm. it's it's special, but um. That's cool. So, what's it like working with with Warner as of a dance music act? Well, that was the funny thing when we first <clears throat> when the first came, like call him, we were like Warner, like Warner, like what to the dance stuff. So yeah, it was like is he, uh, maybe he's a bit naive, but he just associate with like big pop records and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but I uh, they've been really good because I think they're, they've tried to build out and they've obviously Eliza Rose is obviously with them now. Yeah, it's just got to come on. Um, but we've heard some of the other records that are coming out as well that are dance records. So they're, they're, they're obviously building more and more into that. So uh, they've been really good. But like, it's un- like unexpected that for like when we first did it like a year ago. Yeah. But, um, like we, they do it like it sounded good and it's obviously and it's going good now. So yeah. That's, that's taking over. Yeah. It's just like, it's like, I don't know what it, what it is, but it seems to be just taking over. Like, if you think about even like bands and stuff, and then like, I don't think it's as popular as dance music. Yeah, it's just like, it goes through cycles, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, it's like uh, we're, in the, we're in the right cycle, isn't it? 100%. The cycle is dance music now, and it's fucking amazing because it, like, we lost it in like the mid 2000s. I feel like we lost it a little bit to bands, and then we lost it to like formulaic dance music. 
and then I don't know where it's only been quite recent that it's came back. I think yeah. like the the last biggest hit was like Cola, um, that came out of dance music, Camel Fat, and then Ewan had his record. And there's, yeah, there's there's been a few others, but like most recent, I guess it was you and then and then you boys. I feel like it started creeping in like about two thousand, maybe what fourteen was it? What was the MK like looked right through and like uh, second set? That was yeah. like two thousand ten time. It was a long time ago that. Right. And the guy two thousand ten? I think it was. Well fourteen, I think so. Was it? Oh maybe fourteen, was it? Let me check. Was, we, started creeping back we in. Were, then. We, were, we were eighteen, so that was yeah, so it was aye, okay. five, but well, now there's blow up. I talking like your unions, and I definitely just, mm. just released 2010. 2010, that was it. What second city was that? The second city, they called it Route 94. Say that again, the Route 94, the second city. Is that what one was that? That was the Storm Queen MK. Oh, I thought I was talking about uh, oh, right, yes, the second city, and then you got the um. Route ninety four as well. That that was that was a uh, strong era then, because then you had you had Jack Breach as well at the same time. There was, oh, was there was like some really, but then I, it fell off, and then Kaiser as well, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That that was that was a really interesting time as well. But it's, yeah, like it's fashionable. It's fashion. It's music's just music's just like clothes fashions. It's like it goes in and out, and like now everyone's wearing nineties gear and uh, listening to disco <coughs> records again and it's fucking amazing <laughs> I we, we snuck in that disco train like, yeah <laughs> yeah and it just weighs every record's going to be a disco record now because you guys have created a new fashion and it's like it, it's it's what it's it's what it's always done um but it's just it, people people get bored of it and then it comes back around i think that's mm-hmm. that's the fact of it um, I, I come down to luck again, like we were saying. That's just that we're just at the right place, right time in terms of what people want to hear. Yeah, so, totally, totally. Right. But there's kinds of events and stuff that go on now, like in even in Scotland for just for purely dance music. Yeah. Like, um, like all the festivals and stuff like that, and they're so dominant in in, in the dance music. Like there's just so many of them everywhere now. There's, and it's all like young, young people Kids. that. Yeah, yeah. There's so many. There's not. I don't know what it is. It's just loads of people are just going out to, to see uh, dance music, techno, house, uh, disco. They all love it. It's all like just a love. They love it all. Uh, there's something on all the time. Attracts uh, hundreds of people. Yeah. I, 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 it's just uh, a great place. I think. I think that's the thing. Is like it's it's just about community and socialising, right? And I think that's <laughs> the the best thing about dance music. You right there. I saw that by my. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like, and that's the amazing thing about electronic music is that it, it just, it's just one big party, and I think it's nice as for like the younger kids coming through, like eight city. Well, even like rape. We, were, I don't know when you guys started raving, but like we were going to parties at sixteen, and it, it just kind of creates a different culture. Growing up, I grew up in near bristol area so a lot for me was like drum and bass it was like the drum and bass days um and it uh, i think because it's more of a business now people realize that they can make a fuck ton of money out of it so then they just throw even more parties which just means that there's even more places for people to go out um, is that good or is it sorry <laughs> 
Which I suppose is quite a good thing, I suppose. I think it's but... great. Like certainly for us. I think it's great because it's it allows it brings more people into the industry, whether it's a listener or whether it's a worker, it gives people more jobs. Like it allows the accessibility. Like before being like early two thousands, being a DJ was not cool at all. Like and in the nineties it definitely wasn't cool. And like now everyone's a fucking DJ. And I think it's great. <laughs> Like I, I don't know about what your thoughts are, but I think like the more DJs, the be- the better it makes everybody else, um, and there's space for everybody. Like I, think uh, I definitely agree because that's that's how we got in it. I mean, like the obviously seen it and then been like, oh, we want to do it, and then just copying, and then yeah. uh, the trends. So everybody started like bouncing on it and like blah blah blah. So without it, without it getting right. like cool but, or like, popular, then we wouldn't have been here. So especially like how accessible it is as well. Like mm. back in the nineties and all that, it's like you had to pay a fortune for records and yeah, uh, like a mix of equipment or whatever. Now it's just like you can go, you can buy, you can get records for free. Like if you Literally. know where to look, you can do like <laughs> and you can get cheap cheap decks. You can do it. So it's and there's like YouTube videos on how to do it, and there's like sets from every country yep. in the world, every different music. So it's like so accessible, so yeah. accessible, and it's, uh, it's which is amazing because like realistically, I don't like I live, I grew up in the middle of the countryside, like fifty people where I live in the UK is fucking tiny, and if there wasn't that much accessibility, I, God knows what it would have happened or how I would have had grown a fan base or anything like that. And it's like with you guys, like, yeah, radio is a huge thing, but like, look at, look at your Spotify numbers. Like I was, you're like, at like 8 million monthly listeners. Like that's mental. That's mental. <laughs> <laughs> like if you think about it and I, like, I don't want to go into too, I know like when you get into numbers, you can get into your head as an artist and you can be like kind of a bit, it can get a bit mad especially like when numbers drop and rise and drop and rise but like at this moment in time eight million monthly listeners that's eight million is it does that mean like unique listeners maybe like that's like two million people are listening to you all the time like it's just it's just a mad thought because it's, uh, it's, it's like i like to look at it sometimes but it's just like it's hard to fathom and then mm. it's actually and it's like you say it can get in your head a bit but if you start thinking yeah. about it too much well it's just a but number I, it's just a number but i think like how tell me if you if you kind of see different see it differently and i'd like to hear your perspective but in this industry we we measure we have to measure our success on some things right and mm-hmm. that's there's there's a few things i like i don't measure success on monthly listeners but it is a measure of success right mm-hmm. and having being busy like getting bookings you're seeing your fees go up seeing your followers go up seeing more people talk about your records that don't know who you are and that are coming across your records. These are all like measurements of success. But the fact is that Spotify just throws this number at the top of your profile. So everyone sees it, which mm-hmm. is a, now like a way that everyone is kind of measuring your a, 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 our success. So I think like it doesn't necessarily mean that you're the biggest artist in the world, but it means something. If some, if you've got 8 million people listening to you, like there's a fuck ton of people and you're clearly doing something right. 
Fun day. <laughs> Until we fuck it all. It's fine, though. Just enjoy it. See what that number is in a couple of months. I don't know. It's that large. No, but I think, like, I guess the question that I want to ask, which is, I don't know if anyone's asked you, but are you happy? Really? I very uh, most certainly even like things uh, like this coming up to cities like Paris and uh-huh. and then going to like we just had a gig and our first gig in Italy there and and um and people knowing there's known the songs and going mental and mm. grabbing you and stuff like that. it was it was more, it was like a boiler room almost out of metal it was it was uh, and even things like just the fact that I'm not on a roof I used to be a roofer so mm. I'm playing music and making making music now and. And uh, I just get to travel the world with Sean, uh, like eating good food and playing <laughs> tunes. So, aye, definitely, definitely happy. I can, I can, under, can understand if because it does get as even like the short time we'll be doing it, it can get it can get quite hard. And going. the travel hard going. Uh, we yeah. never realised how bad the travel would be. Mm. And like the, I uh, just like I don't know, like a lot of eyes and stuff like that. But I can, I can, I can know what you're saying. But we are definitely happy because um, it's something we've always, I've always wanted to do it in Quantum. Because I was always wanted to do it. It's like when we first started, it was like you'd see videos on YouTube and stuff like that. You, you want to get into this and you want to do what people are doing. Yeah, so yeah. you take a step back and you're like, I'm actually doing this. And I'm, I'm these flights are terrible, but I wanted to take these flights to get to the uh-huh. places. So I'm like, how can you complain? Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. uh, it's been, well, I'm buzzing. It's really nice to hear. It's really nice to hear because I think a lot of people in your situation, like the pressure can get a lot mm-hmm. where it's like, fuck, we need to do something else, we need to follow up, we need to do all of this, we need to do all that. And and you, I feel like it can get very easily, like, jaded and you can forget, like, yeah, like you said, like, you are on the roof a year ago or however long ago you were fucking roofing um, and now you're touring the world doing what we've you've always wanted to do, which is pretty fucking mm-hmm. special. I always say the travelling is the job part of the job. Oh, most mm. definitely. That is a great way to put it. But I, I, I've learned over the years that I have to learn to enjoy the traveling. And like, mm. it's, it's something for me that's, it took me, I always like traveling generally, but like when I, it's very rare that I try, that I like complain to anyone about it. Mm. And I try and be like, fuck it, yeah, I'm going to enjoy this plane I'm, or I'm going to enjoy this airport or whatever. As much as we all know they fucking suck, especially in Europe. Like, European no, airports, they don't, they don't right. that is, they're just they're awful. Just... <laughs> no, <that's bad. laughs> they're fucking awful. <laughs> the food is always shit as well. But I think, like, that's that was the process for me is like, okay, this is the job. Like, everyone else has to go to nine to five every single day. I do, I go to the airport and I get to be in the airport for maximum, like, let's say a maximum, like, 12 hours. We're going to be in an airport or on a plane, maybe a bit longer if you're going to Australia. But then after that, everything else is fun. So it's like... I'll be honest, sometimes actually, because this is all, the traveling's new. And then sometimes I'll be sitting. And this is what blows my mind about traveling, right? And this is a, this is what I don't get about it, right? So sometimes I'm sitting and I'm like, what, what you just said, there's people doing 95s. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, and I'm so restless. And I'm like, do you know what's really funny? All, all traveling is, right, is just sitting. Yeah. <laughs> sitting down. <laughs> I, why is it? It's like hard work. Like, all you're doing is sitting down. <laughs> but it's hard. And you come, like, you, sometimes you come back 
you come back from obviously you're driving, driving home and you're like, oh, I can't knock up. It's tucked on none of this. Fuck all. I just don't get it. But Ed, you take the uh, I wouldn't say it's definitely get more used to the, right. the the flights now, like a, a two or three hour flight when like I used to be like, oh, I can't handle a three hour flight. Now it's starting to creep in. That is, that's all right. That's yeah, yeah. Easy. it's easy. It's very easy to step back and be like, I'm on a flight going to a nice country. Mm. It's no that. It's no all that doom mm. and gloom, is it? Do you know what yeah. I mean? So, and the more so you yeah. do it, the more like everyone around you, like you'll see your mates complaining about having to go on a plane, and you'll be like, guys, it's just a fucking walk in the park. Exactly. Yeah, and then you start traveling like a bit nicer, and and like it becomes more fun. But I think like yeah, it's it's definitely just there's parts of this. It can't all be fun and games, right? Like you still have to put the work in. Like mm. putting the putting the hours in the studio isn't always fun. Like, but you have to do it. Like doing emails is not always fun, but you got to do it. Doing social media is not always fun, but you got to do it. There's parts of this job that I think a lot of people forget about out from like an outsider point of view. That you there's so much work you have to put in behind the scenes to keep the to keep the machine going. And I think that's mm. it. It's like you can do you can get to a certain level and you can have some great records but there's still the business side of it that has to has to keep up yeah like how do you guys do that because obviously it's still it's still three years in right of of lf system like do you have a good team around you like how how did that set up i've got a really good really good group of people on the mm-hmm. side we've got great management we've got We've got a new tour manager. Got um, got Gwen, who's just joined the team as well. Who does helps us a lot with social media because yeah. we're we're hopeless at it. <laughs> it's so, so bad, so so bad. Like, we we'd rather just no be on it and no look at it. But half the time, my stories get deleted. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the team, I'm like, what was what was wrong? What was wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, right, I know. I was, me, I was me going through it, like, you can't put that up. Cancel, nah, but like, that we we have to be terrible about it. So it's good having people around us that actually can be like, like, you need to do a post. Or this is what we're going to post. Or like, you should maybe have a look at these pictures too. And like a plan. We like, to, uh, like yeah. we got a task list, and it, it's all nice, and we got to do this and do that, and then sometimes. I, but I've got a great, I've definitely got a great team around us. I've been very lucky, very fortunate with us. Even like, um, it has been hard to make music. Like we've been, we've been that a bit busy. The only yeah. thing that's been a bit hard is to find studio time. I was gonna, you know, I was gonna it. ask you that later on because I think the way like your schedules have gone from having a number one record to then like to- everyone wants you right after having that and, and your schedule gets even busy, bit busier from what it was beforehand. Like, do you schedule out? I, I had a conversation with Mark Knight today as well. And he was, he was saying the same, like his studio is in the tour room offices and obviously tour room is like his day thing. It's like, that's how he makes most of his money now. Um, and he was saying that every time he's in the studio in the tour room office, everyone's knocking on the door. And it's like, can you do this? Can you do that? What about this? What about that? And it's zero studio time. So he actually just goes and rents a studio with somebody else to kind of get him away. Are you where are you guys at with writing music and, and touring? Do you write on the road? Do you like where where you're at with that? 
it's mostly um, it's mostly when you've got a bit of free time in the actual, in the actual houses. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we try and like it's it's been so hectic at the minute. It's like when we say like we've not had time to make music, it really means we've like not had time to yeah. make music because there's remixes coming and you've got mixes to do. You got press. You got press. We've had a lot of press as well yeah. recently. It was like, um, like like full full on days of like just speaking to radio stations and newspapers and stuff like that. Um, Sorry so to like, add to that, boys. I don't know. That is actually that. I have some some Yeah, there, exactly. That's uh, a, a fun one. But yeah. it's like, but I, like it feels like we're. It's like an excuse, like we've not got time. But it really does feel like we've not got any time at all. So bands and family and friends and, and girlfriends and, and girlfriends. Uh, so it's like fucking girlfriends. But, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've been there. Uh, but we've 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 made a few things recently. But we're, we're getting a little bit more time because we've been trying to push stuff, push stuff, and we're getting a lot of stuff wrapped up recently as well that has been like hanging over us. Mm. So it's the best feeling that I'm. I think I'm more organised as well now. We, we drop obviously it's two years now, so we used to like we used to have like to do it on um, we transfer, we right. transfer, or we, we we got told you could do it, you could um, work on the same project over yeah. place. We tried that, and wasn't that was that absolute hopeless. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but. Then we managed, we found out we were like, we were actually had this thing, right? See, when we were drunk, we were like, see, we were, if we never make money for this, right? What we'll do is we'll, we'll make a we'll make a website where for um, jewels they can just like send uh, send music and we'll talk to somebody. And I think it was Mark, one of our friends, and he was a DJ, and he's like, you can just do it in Dropbox. <laughs> 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 well, we're like, what? That's the idea of the window, I. But we did think it was like going to be like you could collaborate on the same right. thing at the same time and all that. Mm, I'm sure yeah. there's software for that, but I don't, it doesn't work very well. I don't think as far mm. as I'm aware. I think I think Splice has. I think you can kind of do something with Splice now. I don't know, but I yeah. Die. You have to be on Ableton as well. I don't. I, I don't know if you guys use Ableton, but I don't. So it's like, I'm with Ableton users. You yeah. logic. Yeah. yeah. I'm the dark side. No one ever wants us. <laughs> I tried it so many times when I was first starting, and I just, I don't know. What I just couldn't. I know what I think it is, and I swear there's some truth in this. When we were at school, we had to do like computing, and they would make us go on GarageBand. Yeah. And like, um, and make like a stupid wee like thing for the website. Yeah. yeah. Hated it then, and also I, had, I didn't enjoy school that much. So Flashbacks. PTSD. PTSD of school. Yeah, I when I started, I I started on Cubase. Like, well, I started on EJ. I don't know. If, I don't know if you even heard of EJ. So EJ and EJ used to li- literally get on like Kellogg's packs, like cereal packs, as like a it was like a game almost. Oh, is that when the CDs were, when the CDs used to Yeah, when you used to get CDs on... Ah, on, on... I like that. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like you would put it in your PC and then like it was like just a, it, almost like FL. Like you just had a bunch of samples on there and you just drag and drop them in. And then I moved to Cubase and Ableton wasn't around for years. Like Ableton came out like when I was in Logic already and I just was like... I have to change. I'm not going to change because there's just no point. But Ableton's great, and so many people right. use it. It Why makes sense. I think I started on Ableton Nine. I mean, I got a cracked version of Ableton like Nine or something. Not cracked anymore, by the way. Just I know it's not cracked anymore. Don't legal, worry. legal disclaimer. <laughs> 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 but, um, there's a, I, I think that's another thing is accessibility for the people when they're yeah. making music. EJ, like if you stuck with that, then 
what would be happening though do you know what I mean? exactly i'd be fucked so, so, <laughs> to be fair actually it was full of like old like uk 90s rave samples so it's probably pretty fucking amazing right now i'd be patrick toppin's best mate it'd be i wanted to go on carry on i was gonna say i started on the afl yeah how many cracks do you have on your laptop now come on be honest you know we're, all, we're, we're absolutely clean we're yeah, clean now damn I've, you boys have changed <laughs> i've got cracked um fab filter oh, uh, i always buy it I okay. tried it for so long and get cracked. Uh, I'll, s- on my old I'll send you the link if you want. Yeah, I have you made a thing where, like, because we're moving computers previous, like, years ago. Mm. So even like, we had cracked stuff, you know, moving a computer, it was just such a hassle trying to try Like, it was see if I was buy everything so that if we do move computers, everything's just seamless. It's so much easier to buy everything. And I should buy the Fab filter stuff, but I don't actually use it that often. So I'm like, uh, more than uh, it's about wasting yeah. money if you don't use it, it's yeah. so much money, and all of these code bit, and it would never ever work. I'd like, it would just be like nothing there. <laughs> oh, I love it. Cracks are cracks are great, they fuck your computer up so much. Oh, yeah. it's, great. <laughs> it's, uh, it's hard, it's hard on Mac as well. It's Sorry, hard on, hard on Mac, yeah, as well. Really hard. Windows. To change like the wee, you go to like the actual desk and like changes wee bits like there. Yeah, yeah, I never. I'm not that like geeky when it comes to things like that on the computer as well. So always like, if if I get something and I have to install it in a weird way and put like the components in the components uh, folder, I'm like, why do I have to do this? Like this is <laughs> just let me use the fucking software. ESD components. Those other ones is like. Did, no, did you sort of design or whatever? Something like that. I'm just like, uh, I should just buy it. It's just, just, <laughs> it's <right>. just easier. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to talk about the whole disco vibe. Um, and I, you probably get asked this question a bunch, so I'm sorry about this if if you do, but I'm just interested. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, a lot of your records have diff- disco influences. I've heard your next single that we kind of need to talk about in a bit but it's all very disco vibes where did that come from because that's not disco is not big in scotland and disco wasn't like especially the records you're referencing and sampling um they're like in the late 70s early 80s so what's the kind of story behind all of that well you more so than me, but we're both sort of like brought up on it essentially. Mm. Like, well, you know. um, I, so where I'm from, um, so my dad used to always go to the soul weekenders and yeah, he still, he still listens to disco to this day. And oh, he still shows me tunes to this day, like disco, mm. disco tunes and even like disco house stuff. And he's always loved it. And um, and where I'm from, Fultos is like a very, it's a small town, right? Mm. And it's so there's this place called like the the welfare. It was a miners club, and from my now as long as, as long as I can remember, there was always nights in, in there, and it was and um it would always be either Motown, disco, soul. People used to like go up and do the, like the the love train every weekend. Yeah, you know what I mean, so yeah, 
it was just I I don't know. My dad always used to watch this um thing thing back of the program. I can't even think what the program is now, but it was it was about Soul seven. I thought it was so true. That's yeah. just, aye, was so, true. <laughs> so, but I, and then he still shows me like YouTube videos to to this day and that. And then just I've just um, brought up, I just brought up man, and just I wish people could experience what I mean with folk tales, but it's just so funny. It's just such a <laughs> yeah. That's way. I've never heard oh, of that. <laughs> all right. the same music, and it's just oh, it's mental. It's so good. Yeah, you call that town is not a town. It's a village. A village. Aye, <laughs> a village. <laughs> Village, uh, village. My, my, my uh, village boys, I, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I can relate I, to that. Farmyard, I, farmyard set central. I, yeah, I know I was living on a farm as well. You left right beside the bing as well. It's uh, huge, it's love, like a ash. Uh, but, um, my back garden's a farm, so uh, oh, really? I don't feel as I did. You grow um, up on a farm, did you say? I pretty much like my back garden is like farmyard. I no just, way. Die, so. did, but, were, were there a bunch of farmers at school? No, nah, not even. Really? No. Nah, uh, it's just, it was, it was like, a, it was the same again. It's a little mining village. I'm from ah, okay, well. yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Uh, nah, there's no farmers at the Moscow now. <laughs> but, as, uh, but I think, I uh, like, go back to the disco thing. I think I was, I was kind of brought up in it as well. And then, obviously, when you dig into, like, Daft Punk samples and stuff yeah. like that, when you, you first start learning and stuff like that, it was like, ah, uh, they were going, they're referencing records, like, from, like, late seven, like 75 to 79. And, yeah. Start getting digging into it, and then you start like, "Oh my god, these records are amazing!" Yeah, and then it's like, so it's like almost like a, a mixture of being enjoying it and a case of wanting to find something to sample, like mm. to purposely sample. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's... music that way as well. It was just, I like, I obviously had people, the loads of people doing it, and then it was obviously making like original music from scratch when you first start, when you first start getting going, is a bit more like it's harder, uh, a lot harder. <laughs> But then actually, like, uh, obviously, like you said, then you listen to Daft Punk and then the sampling is, like, how much sampling went on in, in music and probably Moody Man and stuff like that. Just, like, there's really cool, really cool things. And then you go on your way on YouTube and then uh, you try and do it and then you start learning, just, like, chopping it. And it, yeah. it was it was easier to do it that way. I don't know what it was. Some people find it obviously harder, but just easy when something's already there to then get a wee bit more creative yeah. with it. And no, then... you stick a kick drum in and you're like... Ah, you're just kicking. Some, some of the watches are kicking. You've got a record, eh? I think, <laughs> I think that's the amazing thing about dance music because you could never really get... get Well, I guess you can in, in pop music as well. Like, samples are used a lot, but it, I think it's like... That's what dance music, or especially house music, is revolves around. It's just a fucking sample, really. Right. Um, And it's about finding that sample and then making it sound like something completely original, which is what it's realistically about mm-hmm. and i think also the the disco and Mo- motown kind of culture it was they were writing such good records like those records uh, i'm biased but like they're better than any other pop record out there like yeah. if you put if look at um is it silk sonic um anderson pack and bruno mars mm. i'm sorry i'm just going do you know do you know what have you heard what they're doing I don't think I have, no. Oh, no I don't think you I have, yeah. Check them out. Silk Sonic. It's fucking unbelievable music. And it's like they're making. Say that again. Bruno Mars got that James Brown vibe about him. Yeah, and that's the thing is him and Anderson Pack. I don't know if you know much about Anderson Pack, but he's like an uh, amazing drummer and just like he makes amazing music by himself as well. And they've created, it's called Silk Sonic and it's it's like modern day Motown. And, oh, I need to check that out, oh, definitely. Yeah, Most definitely. 
Yeah, and you just like they're making these records that just sound so good, and mm. the like melodies are amazing, and just everything about them is like really organic. And then you listen, you go listen to like an Aretha Franklin record or a Marvin Gaye record or whatever record you're listening to from the Motown days, and you're like, this is why it's so good because it's like the 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 songs are written so well. The music mm. is written so well, and it's so authentic. Whereas I, I might sound like an old fucker, but you listen to some pop records now, and it's just formulaic and like not organic, and it just feels like they're trying to write hit records. Where these were just like, they a lot of them grew up in poverty, and they're just writing records about their lives and how shit their lives were, and they just came out to be amazing records. And I think that's the amazing thing about that era of music is it's just really organic records and then out of that you can you guys come along and sample it and make it a modern day hit when it was a hit back in a day as well but no one knows it from back then yeah. like i can guarantee you like afraid like afraid to feel is from silk band right yeah like, i can't stop like you could play that nobody nobody in the last 20 years would know that record unless you're like talking to your parents right yep. none of your mates would know it none of my mates would know it like mm. i didn't know it if you know what i mean i knew it was a sample and i knew roughly what era it's going to come from but it's amazing that you can take that record and then make it into a modern day hit because it's such an amazing original uh the vocal that's oh, what we, we always say that you like you do so much to like the original sample is like like you, you you can only you can only do so much and without like without like amazing record behind yeah. it to start off with and like you obviously you can't make a record without that amazing first record that was made in the 70s so it's, we always we always say that like we're so th- like, not thankful but like you want to pay homage to these people because like totally they, they made the amazing records first so yeah. but mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think it, I don't think many folk would disagree that back then that the records were so good like compared to now that it's like you say formulaic and a bit Lifeless and stuff like that. Even the rain then say a lot of pop songs now in the rain and set in the same key. Uh, and same uh, chords, yeah. Yeah. You know what? Do you know what the amazing thing is? What you're saying about that, you're one hundred percent right. But with Afraid to Feel, you've just proven everything everybody wrong. Mm. Is that you don't need to make a formulaic pop record to make a great pop record. Like mm-hmm. and I think that I think that's the thing, is like there's you realistically, and I, this might make you cringe, but you've made a pop record because it's mm-hmm. a popular record, if you know what I mean. And that's not being disrespectful. And I know it can be disrespectful in like the underground dance record scene, but it's fucking cool if you ask me. Is that you've made right. a pop record out of a dance record? That's just like the the replay that made it more of a pop song because the original one was very a, like a nine on nine slap, like very like fast because uh, there's a replayed sample yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so it's not it's not, it's not the original song so, uh, the way the way the way it was done was obviously obviously being with one as well it was more done to modern Taylor day. Uh, the yeah. modern day it's just done by like modern equipment that's another thing about like how the, the music doesn't sound as good in my opinion as well there's something about the way that they came out in the mixing desk and and they, they obviously played the live instruments right. and then you're hearing that even if it sounds it's just something about it. it sounds amazing. Well, you have you have the it's the difference between analog and digital distortion, uh, right? It's uh, like digital uh, distortion sounds like absolute wank. Although it's like getting better now, 
it's like because you've got amazing plugins that emulate digital uh, analog distortion but like mm. back then even like i'm sure you going through all these old old records all these like you'll hear a singer like absolutely belt it out and it distorts through the mic and it mm. sounds amazing and like that should never sound amazing but it does because it's the way it's being processed through through these these preamps and compressors and limiters and it just sounds great um that's that's always like a thing when we get a a replay back is obviously what i try and we try and get that crunch back into it so it's it's so hard to who do you you use for your replays or is that the label thing Uh, it's hal from uh, it's fucking great how Honestly, like, I I asked him to come on the podcast, um, but he he doesn't talk in public, so he was like, yeah. I can't, sorry. Um, <laughs> but he's like really good at what he does, like one of I mean, the best. He's been involved mm. in so many records. When you look at the yeah, like like catalog and stuff, it's like, it's like hundreds and hundreds of records he's been involved in there. So and I don't know how true this is. So I'm just putting it out there on a whim. But when he does replays, I've heard, and this could be a lie, I don't know, I got told it, but I think it's an amazing story. Um, he's, I've heard that he like researches how the original was recorded and then right. tries to get like the right microphone, the same microphones or the same compressors and it's just the same really? of everything. So he kind of can create that, that sound. I, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah. FOSY is so one of the best. Uh, it's that detail, detail makes difference. Totally. That. Just, totally. Like that. Yeah, he's great. He's really good and a really nice dude. Mm. Um, he He's done a few replays for me and like he did, I don't know if you know my record Hallelujah, but he did, they did that and I had like, Sam Devine, she was literally sat on that sofa and I, how sent me the replay and um, I played it and Sam was like, damn candy sounds so good doesn't she because it was a candy statin original uh, and i was like that's not candy you think it's candy statin can only do a, mm. a lethal flank or something that you could probably get something that's identical to them yeah just, charlene charlene hector is the is the vocalist behind it which she works a lot with how so i'm pretty sure she, if you've done other stuff with how and it's like more like soulful stuff she's probably sang on some of the stuff yeah well we've got a Louise Marshall did Louis Marshall, nice. yeah, Louis Marshall, yeah, to feel. So yeah, but it's like amazing voice. But, yeah, it's just it's, uh, there's some amazing artists out there that just need to be seen and spoken about more because they're fucking so talented. Uh, it's crazy. Um, so. your next single is actually when, when this podcast comes out. I believe it's going to be out. Hopefully, it's been a very nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. Depends on this goes out well, we got it booked in for I think the twelfth of October. It's, I think it might be out there. I think there. yours is coming out on the. Let me you just check. More. I don't want to know. I think it's supposed to be coming out on the seventh of October, from what hey. I from the emails. But fuck it. The, this is oh no, this is coming out on the eleventh. I think. But I, I think I seen I did see a date in the calendar that I think it was in October, mm. October. So yeah, that would make. Right. Um. So, what's it called? Well, or have you not got a name? It's called it's called Pure Starving. I was going to say I've got Pure Starving down, but mm. the the possibility that it might not end up being called that. Maybe called <laughs> maybe called Hungry Brackets Pure Starving. 
Okay. Because so, you know, I don't think many people, if they're not Scottish, if it goes out within, will understand. You're starving. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, just, it was just like a, it was just a name that we stuck down when we first started making it. It's just like I was got pure starving. So it's but, really hard yeah. to think of names when you've got a name originally. But that's the the sample is called Hungry. Yeah. So do you want to really recall the same name as the sample? I don't personally. My mom actually, I've came through the other days. She was like. What's the, what's the, uh, how's that song getting on it? And she, I was like, what song are you talking about? And I was like, I don't know the name. I was like, Pure Starving. Like, you can't name it that. <laughs> That's rubbish. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's probably, isn't it? It's, it's probably like funny for us too, but it's probably, uh, no, like, probably no good thing. I like it, but I do like it. Because I, I like to be nod to Scotland, but I know, I know, I know where they're coming from. And they're like, a lot of people are like, yeah, it's, it's not very accessible, no. But we'll, I, I, I don't know what's going to be called. I'm not sure. Fuck it. We'll, we'll say hungry. We'll, we'll just uh, we'll say hungry. It sounds great. Um, <laughs> put it that way. That's all. That's all that matters. Um, was this like? Was this made before Afraid to Feel, or was this like a, still a process? But afterwards, um, I think it was made maybe two two years ago. Mm. Two two cool. years ago. They thought the first version of it anyway, and then. Um, I think we're on version 15 or something now. <laughs> it's actually technically still not finished as we're speaking right now. Uh, still not finished technically. but Yeah, because um, the version I got was like pure starving, no verses. Yeah. Uh, I know. So, so, there was, so by uh, the sounds of it, you got some work to do, lads. It's the best crack uh, on. <laughs> there's there's going to be two versions, I think. No verses and verses. Yeah. So um, they're a bit more choppy, the no verses mm. one. But uh, I was made about, I'd probably say about two years ago, I yeah. think. Aye. That must Pretty be cool. nice though that you you've still got a bunch of records in the bank, um, that kind of you can test out whilst touring and you can play and you can like tease and mm-hmm. find out what works and find out what doesn't work. Are you, are you do you guys do that in your sets? Are you playing a lot of your own music? Or how how are you kind of working that? Honestly, probably not as much as we, uh, we, we should be. Uh, I still can't, I still try to build that bit of confidence up. Do it. Go on, carry on. So I was going to say, I think it's more the fact that we, we might start a set one certain way and we're like, do we really want to like try and squeeze this track in? It's like, does it actually fit? Mm-hmm. So it's like, because we make like, because we're making, well, like, because it's a lot of disco stuff, it's like, if we, put, we, don't, we, don't, we don't play a lot of actually right, disco stuff. Like, play a lot heavier. Like, uh, play, so, well, uh, a bit more. so it's like, do we really need, do we really want to try and squeeze this disco record in between like, between one, three, five, like, so the harder stuff so it's like are you playing one three five sometimes uh, shit is bad like, lads <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I, don't, I, don't, I think a lot of people turn up and like he's the same guys that we do a fate to like, that's right, crazy so, I mean that's 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 real I mean it's one three two is probably us it depends what the last person before us has played but uh, we don't mind going up there to be fair we, we do enjoy it uh, but we do have a couple like some of the stuff that that and maybe like in, in the next few years, once we've done we've done what we've done with the project, like the disco project and stuff like that, then there's more stuff, the more um I don't know. Right, Simply stuff. Uh, kind mm. of like heavier stuff. There's a couple uh, we do play some of them mm. in yeah. there. Um most, pop, most pop, pop, probably don't even realise it's it's not like our oh, records because mm. it's just like it's none that they've it's never heard. It's not what mm. people are hearing of you right now. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. That makes sense. Fucking one three five. I play. I play. With... I mean, 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 I m
I've got a magic number of one three two. One three two is awesome. <laughs> it's I just funny because it's like it's everything's getting faster now, and yeah, I think it's, it's like yeah. it's just kind of going back to that fast, fast stuff. I played with um, Scream on the weekend. Came and played in oh, Detroit right. with me, and we we did back to back for the last hour, and he was like. We were going into the back to back at like one three seven. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude! Like, this is ridiculous. So then, I usually, I usually play like one two six, like one two six to one thirty is like my realm. But you don't realize how fast your record sounds when you play like when you're used to playing like one two eight, and then you're playing it at like one three five, one three seven. You're like, fuck me, this is fast as shit. Yeah. Actually, I actually find it hard to so you know making. When I'm making tunes. I used to make them round about one to six, one yeah. to four. I honestly find it hard now to sit down. See when I'm at, when it's down there, and if I start a tune off there, I'm like, that's too slow. Yeah, one thirty. I want it like just one to yeah. eight, one to nine. Right. I need to speed up these days. I don't know. I just I think it's because we play out so fast now, and because the usual times that we're doing sets is that around about that BPM. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. some of my brain's like, no, nah, I need to make that, that faster. Yeah, your brain definitely does get used to like the fastness. Like you mm. feel like it's. And then if you drop down again, like it was like, oh, you feel there's no energy. Just there's like, there's yeah. none. Uh, but, it's, but, it's, but if you actually start at that tempo, it feels completely different. So it's just to be a brain perceives, I think. Yeah, I, I slow a lot of, I slow down a lot of my sets at the beginning. So like mm-hmm. uh, somebody beyond, before me, like most people now, I I go on and they're playing at 1.30. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not starting at 1.30 because I'm not ending up at one where I'm going to end up. It's just not going to happen. But mm-hmm. like, I I'm I'm kind of going the opposite way now. I'm I'm feeling like slower for my records. Fits nicer mm. for for me. Like my single is actually it will be out now when this comes out. But I think I wrote that at like one twenty eight, and we had like an A and R talk, and one of, and Anton, one of the guys. In fact, you might know Anton Partridge. I was Anton. Um, he was like, "Can you try it one two six? And I, I put it down and it just gave it so much more space to like just breathe. And I mm. think like that's the thing with like really fast records that I find that it's like hard to actually fit a bunch of music in because there's like mm. not enough space for it to kind of breathe. Oh. Um, but then also there's a time and a place and sometimes going 130 and uh, higher. It's definitely grooves a little bit slower as well. It does groove a lot. It does. Uh, the drums, are, it's nice when you have a nice swing on it. On your drums and it's a slow BPM, you feel it. You feel it more. Yeah. When it's fast, is you get the good bait, the um, offbeat bassline. Though when it's fast and it just carries it. <laughs> get, <laughs> get a dunk on it. <laughs> 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 you Scottish love a dunk as well. Let's be honest. Like yeah, 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 yeah. did your heart string be like that? So they won fifty five. Let's talk about Scotland a bit. Um, I've only played there once years ago, and it was at St. Andrews. Yeah, I've, yeah. I don't play much in Europe or the UK. Or I, I play more in Europe and America than I do in the UK, which is a bit weird. Um, but I played St. Andrews once for, like, this university party, which was fucking mental. Oh, <laughs> we've, done a, we've done two. Really? How were they? Uh, odd. Like, <laughs> it's, like, it's like people in like people in tuxedos and yeah. <laughs> but it's like it was good, it was good fun though. It was good fun. Did you but... stay in the hotel? The... the like big hotel, the like the one on the golf course. 
Ah, I All the names are like all the rooms are named after like Fusky. Like, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Quality, yeah. but I mean, was it Big Muzz? You know, Chris, Big Muzz. Mm, no, this was years uh, ago. I like n- no joke. Twelve years ago. Oh, was that? Yeah, for me. So it was a long time ago. Like a year or two ago, right. That's mad, isn't it? That it's still happening. Right. <laughs> Grab the nut to throw up me two seconds. Um, it's just nut me to throw up. So. Oh, that's fine. You can keep talking. We're good. Um, Scotland. What's? I love how Scotland is like as a community, and how they support each other, and how everyone kind of gets together. Like. When you pull the Scottish flag out, it seems to be like a big thing, which I, I love a lot. Like, how is it to be Scottish and being this successful? Uh, it's great because, like, everyone's, everyone's so patriotic. I think that's probably why, like, the, the Scotland flag gets such a big reaction. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've, it's like everyone's so, everyone's so backing of like what we've been doing as well. Like, it's just everyone's so nice about it. And, you go, you go to a gig and there's somebody with a Scotland flag like almost everywhere you go and it's just like but nobody they're not nobody's like like ashamed to like show it like they'll make sure that they you know that they're Scottish and but um uh, everyone's really everyone's really good about it and like you say it's just well it's a big party culture up here Huge, so it's yeah. like uh, so like and there's like I think our music's a big thing as well music's a big thing everywhere but people really like when Scottish people do well in music and stuff like that so you get you get a lot of good backing yeah I. I guess also you like the culture as well of of house music is is huge over the years, mm. um, and you've had some pretty big acts from Scotland that have done pretty well in that. But there's, why why does Scottish party so hard? What is we that drink. about? <laughs> we drink too much. We drink, too <laughs> drink loads. Drink all the sorrows <laughs> away. <laughs> I, I don't know what that is. I, don't know no, why I, just, it's I think it's we're just. I think because. I think it's. I honestly think it's because they don't care as much. Yeah, it's just like no, it's even, uh, right? They just get mental and just they're not really caring who's looking. They just uh, straight and they don't. It's like pre-party and they're just straight on it. And it's by the time they actually get there, they're already gone. I know. So they're just mental. We had like a, we had a thought that um, because the clubs close well in Scotland, that there might be some sort of like thing in that where. People try and get it all squeezed into this like, <laughs> or like do you know what I mean? What time do they close? Three o'clock, the max. Oh, really? Probably, uh, mm. But I mean, it's, it's not like it's not early. But I mean, other, other places in the world are much later. So yeah, mm. see everyone tries to squeeze it in as much as they can into this like three, four hours that they've got. And then I uh, like a thing. It's like when they got when you know they're going to like a uh, something during the day. It's like instead of being like oh you'll just like obviously in Europe and stuff. I see drinking's more like a college. Yeah, uh, right. and they'll just, but they they'll go to the pub at like twelve, and then that they they make a full day, right. and then they're like, right. so it's a constant going. rise. Keep going. Uh, I was constant rise like to the to the Monday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, have you played motion in Bristol yet? We're going there. Yeah, because I was literally yeah. I literally just had a did a podcast with Derek. Um, not Derek. His surname's Derek Travis. Um. And he's the booker at Motion. And we were literally talking about how in Europe, like people can just handle their drink and they just steadily go through the day and like keep going. And then the minute a British person just starts drinking, it's fucking game on. 
It's like how, <laughs> it's like a competition with themselves. It's like how many how many drinks? I don't know. Well, it just goes to show you're in Paris and you've just started drinking as soon as you land. Do you drink French wine? Is it is it Bucks Fizz? It's actually no, no. What's the what's the, sorry? What's the Scottish? But oh, fast. Aye, but fat. Are you a fan uh, of that? Because it's fully caffeine. That's why everybody's men. Oh, is it? Uh, it's fully caffeine. Loaded with caffeine. Though. I didn't know that. We, we used to be, we used to be in that butt fast, but we used to be in that rider. And then we were like, we were like, this is. Like people, they would, you would be able to get there, and instead it'd be one bottle. They're like, oh, here you go, there's people. Like, Whoa. <laughs> like, one bottle was enough. To, <laughs> one bottle was enough to make me the game. Like, those people. <laughs> So we're like, we need to take this off because it was, uh, it was far too much. You can't remember it. You can't remember doing sets. So what have you got coming? <laughs> what, what have you got coming up uh, in the next few months? Obviously, this is coming out in October. So anything past October? Cool. Anything? Um, anything super excited? Eh, we've got loads of gigs. We're basically yeah, not got any. Not getting any free time at all. I love that. Are you doing any like special shows in Scotland or anything like that? Oh, we've got. We just found out today that uh, we've done. I've uh, got two this month. Two in September. We've got fly up in there. Yeah, which we're headlining the Saturday, and we've got cultivate in Aberdeen, mm-hmm. which we're also headlining the Saturday. I was just found out today. <laughs> we're like, uh, we didn't know when our set was, and they looked like, what is our set thing? Because our flight gets there at um, so flying in from London. Yeah, and then. Um, my friends and my, it's my friend's birthday and, and my girlfriend's birthday, so they're all going. So I was like, "Oh, can we go a bit um, earlier so I can, I can get to them?" Because I was supposed to be going with them on the train. And um, I don't know, it was like three three o'clock. We get there, and, I, and Sean was like, "Wait, what time are we playing?" Because during the day, and she was like, "Oh, I don't know." There's a manager. He's like, "I don't know." I'll have a look. He looks. He's like, "It shows us headlining it." That would be nice to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, aye, so that's two two Scottish shows that were buzzing for because that obviously like fly up there's where we mm. we first started at playing at fly yeah um well was no say no first side but there was something like we, we used to go as punters when we were like 18 years mm. and 17 yeah, years old yeah. and now we're actually getting to headline that which is a uh, such a nice feeling how does that uh, feel as men uh, it's really really special that's uh it's like full circle kind of mm. moment it? it's been a slow a slow like uh, not a slow progress because it's been rapid but we've went from doing the club so we've done the club and then the first the I obviously went to the first fly on a fly up on airs as punters and then and then we got to do one year was it three years ago one year we got to do right. the one of the field utopia stage which was like the really cool yeah, stage yeah. and then we went up to and then we done the the main stage at edinburgh because there's two in the same Dream year the day, uh, and then we done the boiler room and then we made it to headlining the main stage so it's right. been like a doop, 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 doop. Uh, <laughs> nice journey up that's amazing uh-huh. it's it's amazing that though isn't it how in your or your, our careers you kind of get to see the growth of where you're at and to kind of be like fuck we made it we got to where we like never thought we could get to or we thought we would tell ourselves we would get to it but we didn't actually deep down inside know that we'd get there or when we'd get there ah uh, because we, we always have that conversation that imagine doing this one day you'd be like yeah you'd like, you'd be one day as fun be like one day we're going to do this yeah. like as if like as if you really like believe that but Mm. It's like, and it comes around, and you're like, "This is die." Like, you as a bright mom and dad, like, how did you? I know you were talking about it, but you've actually done it. You've actually uh, done it, yeah. 
And then it's also like when you start meeting people that you like looked up to and like Mm. then they're like wanting to be part of your career and kind of wanting to do collabs or like wanting to just like be have you around or book you on shows. It's it's a a wild world. uh, I know it's just just all getting used to that. Like you go to these, you go to shows and you're meeting people like I've listened to your music for years and I'm like. Voiced all, voiced all your DJ sets. I've still made, I've still tunes from your sets and all that. This is the start running away from you. Keep annoying the logs there. <laughs> like you talk to can't believe you're here. I know. And then you actually meet them. Like, and then they like they might know who you are, and it's just like uh, it's it is really surreal, but it's it's, uh, it's amazing. Yeah, man. It's enjoy it, lads, because it's gonna keep going. Your the music you're making is amazing, um, and it's it's really nice to see kind of how your career's progressed in the short amount of time that you guys have been together as LF and keep it up because the career is going to be a long one. Just keep, keep writing music you love. That's that's all I can say. That's a goal. That's a goal. That's a goal. That's a goal. <laughs> <laughs> right, boys, we've just done over an hour, hour and 10 minutes. Um, it's flown by, but let's wrap this motherfucker up. How can people follow you? How can people listen to your music? Tell, do the promo bit, the boring bit, but the promo Thank bit. <laughs> He's not allowed to touch social media. Change the password. Never, never, never. <laughs> Honestly, never, he never gave me the, the password to TikTok for ages. I was like, I don't use TikTok, but you know, and he gave me it. And he's like, and for ages, I kept asking for it. And I was like, Fergus, he's still not giving me that. He's still not giving that password. He's hiding it from me. He's hiding it from me. Come back, girlfriend, send me Right, so you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at LS System Music, and TikTok for that, if you're into that sort of thing. Um, Are you into TikTok? I no. mean, I, 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 can, I can... He's fucking obsessed. You worry. fucking love it, don't you? He's just not willing I can, to accept I it. I can, I can scroll for a couple of hours. Like, <laughs> I, can be there, I can be there scrolling, but... I don't, we don't post much on it, mind you. No, we don't. But uh, you can catch us. We're not very good at social media, but if you want to see... Oh, some rubbish content. Uh, you can check us out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got shows pretty much in every city in the UK coming up this year, so you can, I'm sure you'll be able to find us and see us if you mm-hmm. want to catch us. We've got dates posted on Instagram and all the other sites. Amazing. Nice one. Oh. oh, my camera just literally overheated. One second. Oh. <laughs> We're on a different camera now. There we go. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> um, cool, lads. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, keep in touch. Look forward to hearing the music and see you soon. We're going to see each other in real person soon. Yeah, definitely. Keep safe, lads. See you soon. Safe travels. And that is a wrap. Big love to the boys for coming on. Really enjoyed that one. If you are listening, please hit subscribe. Please share it with your friends. Keep safe and I will see you next time.